golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were all to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. I love to play. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. I turn on the lights. I love to play. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G., and the best caddy on the planet, Rich B. Oh, you know what? The PGA. My head, my head is like as big as the studio right now, Rich B, because I have the worst cold on the planet going on. That's crazy. Are you liking? You my, know what? I'm are think, you liking my? I'm thinking it's more like my uh, hay morning, fever my or morning, allergies. Morning voice. Allergies. Because you know it's that time of year. Everything's dried out. Everything's all floating in the air. But. I have major breaking news. The PGA has been taking a beating here lately. They got rid of their president. Yeah, you think? You know, the, the Ryder Cup was a debacle. But the good news is Rich B is in the Senior Professional National Championship. Woo! Yeah! Look here! Crank yeah! up that applause! <laughs> I'm in. I was the uh, alternate. My alternate spot got called in. Yeah, buddy. Rich B. I'm in. How I look right now. Oh, yeah. All right. Do that little happy dance. That's right. If uh, our listeners could see you now. Oh, yeah. And my listeners, yes. Uh, send uh, $5 in uh, care of Rich B at the uh, Clear Channel Castle. $5 out of your mom's wallet and uh, nobody will know. So you <laughs> you you brought it up. Oh, uh, you know, the headlines and the controversy and the buzz is just not going yeah, away I'll here. I'll tell you what, that bus ran him over so quick, he didn't know what hit him. Ted Bishop ousted Friday as president of the PGA of America over a quote-unquote sexist tweet and Facebook post directed at Ian Poulter. Um, Poulter is like Teflon. Nothing sticks to him. I mean, the great things happen. And, uh, uh, you know, he's a, he's a you know, character, great well, character. Yeah, you know, to just recap what happened, Ted Bishop, the president was of the PGA, was irritated by remarks Poulter made in his book on the Ryder Cup captaincy of Nick Faldo in 2008 and Tom Watson this year. Must have saved a few graphs um, in time for this going to the publisher, what do you think, since the Ryder Cup's just a few weeks back? He referred to Poulter as a little girl on Twitter when stacking up Poulter's feats next to Faldo. And in a Facebook post, he noted that Watson with eight majors and Faldo with six majors and the Ryder Cup record for most points were getting bashed by Poulter. Quote, really? Sounds like a little schoolgirl squealing during recess. Come on, man, he wrote. And the PGA of America board voted Friday to remove him. I don't know, I... Boy, we're going to talk a lot about this tonight. We're going to have some different opinions, I think, from some of our golf insiders. But they voted to remove him, meaning Bishop will not be invited to future PGA championships 
and Ryder Cups or have any other courtesies extended to those of past PGA presidents. He's the first to be ousted. Probably not something you want on your resume. It was like a coup. Or in I your mean, legacy. the next thing you know, the headline is But boom. here's the thing. He only had one month left on his two-year term. What do you think, well, Rich B? Was it a little severe, know, a hey, little bit of an overreaction? As a member of this fine organization that we happen to be talking about, you know, um, for him to move as swiftly and, uh, you know, take action like that, hey, uh, it's their decision made uh, and it's done. Okay, this guy, you know, he will not be, as you said, you know, asked back to any of the uh, parties and, uh, you know, pomp and circumstance, and he's out. So, Unfortunately, you know, a great career. You know, the guy's had a great career within the PGA organization, PGA, and, and he's, he's done now. He's toast. He's, he's head just... pro from Indiana. Uh, Bishop said his fellow PGA officers asked him to resign Friday, and, ha- and he refused, wanting instead to apologize in person to the board and let the process run its course. Quote, the board heard me out and then voted to impeach me, he said. That is the due process, and I respect that as painful as it might be. Yeah, uh, they don't mess around. Obviously, they're not going to, uh, you know, it, it was not politically correct. PGA of America board said the remarks were inconsistent with the association's policies. Well, you don't mess around with that crowd. It's very, uh, yeah, judgmental. <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> well, we're going to take on this conversation in our next segment with Bob Herrick from ESPN.com and Uh, Several other of our golf insiders who will weigh in on the firing of PGA President Ted Bishop. Meanwhile, another first-time winner, Rich B., at the McGladry Classic, Robert Streb, the big winner. In the playoff. In the playoff. Great playoff. Nice. What did he shoot, 63? 63. To get into the playoff. Firing birdies, but he finished, I guess, about an hour and a half before everybody else. And had Brendan Dijong on his heels. And uh, great, you know, great finish for the Gladry tournament up there in Sea Island, Georgia. Sea Island, just Georgia. Just across and, the uh, border. First-time winner. So this guy, we'll see him at the Masters uh, come April. And, you know, hey, that is going to be good for his career. That's good for a two-year exemption on the PGA Tour. And That's big stuff for these guys. Yeah, that's a million-dollar deal. And that is deal. part of what the... The wraparound season does provide for these guys. And uh, let's take a look at how the FedEx Cup standings look because it's a new season, this 2014-15 wraparound, whatever the heck we're – it's it's still kind of hard to put your brain around it, right? It's year-round, exactly. Robert Streb leading Ben – Martin, who won last week in second, Sang Mumbai, who won the week before in third, Brendan DeJong in fourth, and Kevin Streelman tied for fifth. So a lot uh, happening Strelman, here uh, as the— Streelman's getting off to a good uh, start this season, and, uh, and they're all headed now to Kuala Lumpur. In Malaysia for the CMB Classic, CIMB Classic, Ryan Moore defending champion and— some is this part of the PGA Tour? Is this European Tour? Is this uh, World Golf Challenge? What, uh, is this? Uh... I got a head cold. Don't don't throw me uh... <laughs> any curveballs. Don't, don't throw me these complicated questions. Yeah, that's uh, that's a long way to go, and I believe they'll be over there for a couple of uh, tournaments anyway. 
uh, with in a tie Asia. for six at the AT and T Championship last weekend. Bernard Longer, the ultimate driving senior machine, locked up his second Schwab's Cup Schwab Cup title on the Champions Tour. Longer this season played twenty events and recorded seventeen top tens, including five wins. So he clinched. He's he just ran away with it. All right, everybody's runner up now. Uh, for who's the first runner up in this uh, <laughs> in this deal <laughs> on the senior tour? Yeah, you know, and that's a that's a year end for those guys, right? I mean, the season will end. Yes, uh, the tournament is this weekend. It's the Charles Schwab Cup Championship, and then the bonus for the Charles Schwab Cup. So still some big money for somebody out there to win. Maybe maybe Freddie'll wrap up his season with a big win. And some fun stuff going on up at PGA Tour headquarters, Rich B. More PGA news? Up at headquarters in Ponte Vedra, they were carving pumpkins. Different PGA Tour-themed pumpkins around Halloween. They've done this for the last few years. And this this year they decided to um, carve PGA Tour players. And there's some pretty pretty great-looking pumpkins. So if you want to go check it out, PGATour.com or uh, check it out on Twitter or Instagram using hashtag PGA Tour Pumpkins. Did they make one of uh, you and me, Rich B? I don't know. Are you going to be doing a little pumpkin carving, though? <laughs> That's my question. No, but I may be doing a little trick-or-treating. And uh, shout-out to two of my favorite, favorite listeners of the Golf Insiders, under five, <laughs> five years old, Garen and Jacob. Sternet, I know they're listening because they listen with their daddy every time they come home on Wednesday from daycare. And we'll be out trick-or-treating Friday night. So Are you big shout-out to You're the boys. Going out. You, you got dragged into that. Oh, yeah. I love it. Uh, th- is that two pail uh, Sternet there? Uh, he was the one that dumped a second pail on my head. Yeah, the yeah, ice bucket the, challenge. Yeah, that's, the, the, that's daddy. The, yeah, uh, he knows he's got a target on his the, back. The he's, he's not going to come around you for a long while. Yeah, right? I wouldn't either. All right. Well, we've got a lot of golf talk coming up. We've got Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. Up next, stay with us. The Golf Insider, 740 The Game. We'll be right back. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. The struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G. Along with Rich B. Dry conditions out there, Rich B. And it it's going to be dry. cold this weekend. They chilly. said it's going to be winter in Florida. Well, you know, it gets down to 60. Everybody's got their long pants on now. And don't forget, we fall back. So an extra hour of golf on Sunday if you get up early. Which I do. But then we've got the shorter days. So, you know, not... That's not as much fun for us golfers, but hey, what are you going to do? But we had a first-time winner, Robert Streb, taking home the McGladry Cup this weekend at Sea Island. And we're going to go to our main man, Bob Herrig, to find out a little bit about Robert Streb. Hey, Bob. Hey, how's it going, guys? Doing well. So 
Another first-time winner, and I was just looking up a little bit on uh, Robert's profile. He's from Chickasaw, Oklahoma, went to Kansas State University, and I love this, of course, got a degree in marketing, graduated in 2009 and turned pro the same year. This is, uh, you know, his first victory. He's been out there a couple of years. But I found something very interesting, Bob, one of his favorite cities to visit. My hometown of Rochester, New York. How about that obscure fact? How about that? There must be a couple of good golf courses there that he likes. You think? Maybe? Just a little bit? (laughs) Probably so. So it was a pretty exciting finish. Big playoff. Give us your thoughts. Yeah, it's a heck of a nice tournament, too, the McGladry. uh, Were you up there? I was not, unfortunately. It sure looked nice on TV, doesn't it? It's a shame they... You know, they maybe aren't at a better time to, to get a better field because uh, you know, everybody that talks about it seems to love it, you know, the, the location uh, and all that. But, I mean, Robert had, I believe it was 10 birdies out of the 20 holes he played Sunday. So that's pretty good stuff. You know, two holes in the playoffs, he birdied the, 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 uh, the second one to win and, and, and beat uh, Brennan DeYoung. Uh, but, uh, you know, here we are. It's, here's a guy who just, I think it was, she was that this past season, two years ago, the end of 2013, which uh, is two seasons ago in PGA Tour parlance. Uh, he finished 126th in FedEx Cup points. You know, he, he, he wasn't able to, to keep his card, so he had to go back and get it, and now he's, now he's set for uh, really three years, the rest of this year and two more beyond that. And, um and uh, we'll get to play in his first major championship at the Masters. Will McKenzie was in the was in the heat there towards the end. He fell short of his third PGA Tour win on Sunday. Um, but, you know, it was a, a, a good group in there. Uh, Streb finished early, so he had to hang on. Really looked like the young had the best shot at it uh, coming in the end, but just didn't seem to make the birdies. Right, and I think that's uh, pretty impressive that Robert Streb overcame that. I mean, he had to wait 90 minutes, actually a little more, before the playoff actually began. That's a disadvantage, I think, you know, having to sit and wait and not being quite sure. And uh, I know they go and hit balls and everything, but, uh, um, you know, the other guys are pretty much coming off the course and, and could keep going. And um, it, uh, it's a tough spot to be in sometimes, but yet he handled it nicely. He made that, made the par on 18 and then came back and birdied 17. And like you said, he kind of had to wait it out. Those other guys had a chance to win it there. Um, and, and, uh, and, and weren't able to do it. So, uh, but still a good week for them as well. And, uh, you mentioned Will McKenzie, you know, he's sort of been knocking on the door here. He had a really good start last year a good good um, first six months or so before he trailed off but he had like five or six top tens uh early in, in last season to get himself back up back his name up there again where it hadn't been for a while yeah absolutely well we started off uh, tonight talking about the ousting of president pga president ted bishop and you had quite a lengthy story on it monday uh Give us your thoughts on this. You know, there's been some interesting reaction. Um, and one of your colleagues, in fact, who we're going to have on later, Michael Collins from ESPN as well, uh, had a little different take that perhaps this, you know, the severity of the offense was extreme. Maybe there was a bit of uh, manufactured outrage. 
clearly a stupid comment and a sexist comment. But your your thoughts on on how this all played out? Yeah, you know, I I'm not sure I'm that far off from what Michael thinks. I mean, obviously, I I don't uh, I didn't think what he did was very smart. I mean, to be honest, originally the, the sexist part of it didn't hit me. Maybe that's a bad thing. You know, maybe it should, and maybe this will this will bring more awareness to that. I mean, it's very derogatory to use those terms. But let's say he had called him a a whiny little boy or just a whiny child. It still wasn't good what he did. I mean, you're the you're the head of a of a sports organization. You need to be above that. And you know, frankly. You know, what's his beef with Ian Poulter? I mean, you know, it's really none of his business. Um, you know, Ian, Ian Poulter, you know, said what he said about his Ryder Cup captain. It had nothing to do with the PGA of America. And actually, he was defending a teammate, Sergio, who, you know, Faldo said what he said during this year's Ryder Cup about Sergio. That, uh, that was vetted pretty heavily at the Ryder Cup. And, uh, you know, those guys weren't happy about it. Now, his comments about Tom Watson, which were that some of his moves were baffling, um, you know, I, I mean, isn't that sort of what we've been talking about since the Ryder Cup? It's the whole reason there was the, uh, the you know, the, the minor little insurrection that I reported, you know, a few weeks ago, the guys in the team room who, who, who actually were, were coming to bat for, for, uh, for Phil, you know. I mean, so that shouldn't have been a surprise. For, for him to do that just was just so, so uh, you know, it was just bad form. And obviously the, the little girl part about it, now that becomes a, a thing that, that got people upset. Uh, and I don't blame them. I'm not sure he should have been dismissed over it. I mean, I think what they've done is they've caused this story to be prolonged. And, and, and they've brought even more embarrassment upon themselves. And, and really, let's be honest, it's been an embarrassing month. Since the Ryder Cup, one thing after another. And um, in fact, know, we could, could have... Bob, we could take it back to the PGA championship and the, uh, you know, the finish, the finish in the dark there. A- absolutely. The, you know, the, the way the whole rain thing played out. And um, but, uh, you know, again, I don't I don't want to dismiss what he said. And if it creates discussion as far as uh, women in the game and that and, and some of the things that are, have gone on in that arena, I think that's great, but the bottom line is, is this doesn't rank anywhere near some of the some of the atrocities that have occurred for women in, in golf. And uh, I think that the PGA could have got its point across by making him apologize, telling him to get off of Twitter, uh, asking him to not make any comments until his tenure ended, and and then they come out with a strong statement. Look, we don't agree with this. We've, you know, and then and then just move on from it. Instead. They, they dismiss him, with, and he's got three weeks to go. Now he's been on the Golf Channel. This thing keeps getting talked about and written about. Here we are. It's now six days since it occurred. You know, and it's, it is a bit of a slow time in golf, but, uh, um, you know, I just find it to be I, – I, I do find it to be excessive that they went to that regard. That's not dismissing it in any way. That doesn't mean he shouldn't have uh, caught some of the grief that he's gotten, but uh, I thought they went overboard. Well – uh, it's we're a long way away before we eliminate sexism in golf. That's for sure. But uh, as as some of my fellow female media friends have written, um, I I think we are way more offended by other things at the grassroots level in golf uh, in in terms of equality issues. But uh, given that he had one month left, I think perhaps uh, it may have been 
you know, a pretty severe reaction. Well, and, you know, I don't think he meant it as a slight towards women. And maybe the I don't either. I think it was more personal at Poulter, to be quite honest. Right. And and I think, you know, the cavalier way in which that was dropped suggests something that that needs, you know, that that society needs to deal with. I get that. And that's that's unfortunate, you know, to refer to someone as a as a whiny little girl. Well, what's wrong with a whiny little girl? I mean, you know, I'm saying it just kind of it was that was that that's probably inappropriate in any way. Uh, but the whole matter of sexism in golf, as you said, we've got a long way to go in that. I mean, wasn't it just a couple months ago that the RNA finally said they were going to admit its first women member? We're, we're, we're two years removed from Augusta National admitting its first women me- woman member to. to uh, I mean, it's, in, there's, there's so many issues in that regard about tea times and when women can play and locker rooms and how big they are and and playing through foursomes and all these things in, in golf that aren't right. And uh, I just don't think that that really equates. Uh, but that doesn't mean that uh, it, maybe, maybe it's going to help the discussion on it. I mean, if, if it does, good. I completely agree. Final question before we let you go. Uh, so, of course, still more conversation about the Ryder Cup. Do you think uh, maybe Freddie, you know, I always have to, talk about Freddie when I can, might be looking at, at this a little more seriously, banking on his his uh, President's Cup experience? You know, it's, I think it's uh, I think that's a, a viable option given what's going on. I mean, I would have never seen that happening before, um, but given what's happened uh, and given sort of this, this, this thought that, uh, that, that, that they want to have some continuity, um, I could see that certainly. Now, the, 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 my only negative on that is I, I, I think captaining a Presidents Cup is different. You don't have to worry so much about the pairings. Obviously, you've got to have pairings, but the first two days there's nobody sits, so you don't have to worry about do I sit this guy, do I play this guy. I mean, that's part of the strategy that really bit Tom Watson. You know, I think I think we can point to. His pairings in the afternoon sessions, um, you know, they, they either weren't thought out very well or he, did, or he didn't react properly, and obviously it cost the U.S. in the afternoon. They, you know, they, they were whitewashed in that, in that format. That's not going to be the case in a President's Cup. So is, is, that an, is that really, you know, can we judge couples on that? I mean, he clearly was well-liked by his players. Uh, he, you know, he kind of went with what they said in terms of uh, – in terms of pairings, but you know, I think Watson did to a degree too. I mean, he put the, you know, he put guys together that wanted to be together. He sought their input on that. So, I think it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, the other one is, are, are they thinking about Zinger? I mean, has he really got a viable chance? Uh, you know, uh, and, and how will they set it up for the future? Will will they really go to a, a thing where guys could possibly serve as vice captains for a Ryder Cup and then? it's obvious they're going to become a captain the next time around. That's sort of what Europe does. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, I will say this, it's, it's amazing that we're still talking about it. Uh, it hasn't usually had these kind of, this kind of legs and uh, it, it certainly has after this one. Absolutely. And giving us more great golf talk into the fall season, or maybe we're coming into winter season as it lo- it's looking this weekend in Florida. But as always, Bob, thanks so much for your time. Bob Herrig, ESPN.com. 
You're listening to the Golf Insider, 740 The Game. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more golf talk. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. It could just make We're back, the Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G along with Rich B. And um, Rich, we're going to go to one of uh, our frequent contributors here to the Golf Insiders, as well as one of the senior writers at Global Golf Post. He had a couple of uh, good stories over the last few weeks about the Ryder Cup and the PGA, and we had quite a... A uh, honest conversation about the PGA of America a couple of weeks ago, and needless to say, he had more thoughts on this. What happened with Ted Bishop? We're going to go to him now. Steve Eubanks, Global Golf Post. Hey, Steve. Oh, how are you? Doing well, thank you. Well, we want to cover some other things in the golf world, in particular to the race to the CME Globe with uh, you know the LPGA Tour, which is still playing their regular tournament schedule. But first, your thoughts on Ted Bishop. Well, look, I mean, I, I said from the very beginning that Ted had to go. And for anyone, and, and believe, I'm actually quite surprised by the number of people who are standing up and saying, wait a minute, the punishment doesn't fit the crime. Uh, he has fallen on the altar of political correctness. Uh, and, you know, what he said was bad, but he shouldn't have been ousted. Those people haven't been paying attention for the last couple of years. I mean, Ted has really taken had really taken the organization in, in almost a clownish way uh, to the point of absurdity. I mean, he he had done some things in terms, be it the the fiasco that was the 18th green at the PGA Championship, all of the things surrounding the Ryder Cup, and not the least of which was him anointing himself as as uh, the golf cart chauffeur for Tom Watson, uh, and then of course this latest episode when. For reasons that I cannot fathom, he decided to uh, appoint himself as a literary critic for Ian Poulter's book, which would have otherwise gone completely unnoticed, uh, and then made the comments that he made. So, you know, look, it's just been a culmination of things that have put that organization in a bad light. And and, and really, I mean, as as Derek Sprague said, I mean, it's a dark day for the PGA of America, and it's it's a a problem that they're going to have a long, hard road to get over. Well, and it did not help him with this landing in the slower news cycle of the season because it has certainly gotten a lot of coverage. Yeah, it has. I mean, obviously, uh, but falling where it did, where this was the big golf story of the week, I don't think, you know, that that didn't help. And uh, the the way it got picked up and, and, uh, and, you know, I, I don't know. The, the crazy thing to me, I mean, you can you can argue about the level of sexism involved in the comments that he made. I don't think anybody would say they aren't, but uh, you can, in terms of the level, you can argue about that. What sort of sixty-year-old man writes the word "lil," L-I-L, with or without an apostrophe? I, I just I can't imagine what goes through your mind when you're doing something like that as a grown man. I mean, this is the head of an organization. You never see Tom O'Toole doing something like that. You don't see Peter Dawson at the RNA doing something like that. It's 
it's a head scratcher. And, uh, you know, I think that that, uh, uh, coupled with everything else, uh, really was just more than the PGA board could stand. Well, it was interesting because Stina Sternberg, who writes for Golf Digest, uh, La 